Amen. Merry Christmas, everyone. On behalf of everybody here, we wish you and your family a wonderful holiday season. Very Merry Christmas to you. Join us at 4 o'clock. I love Christmas Day, uh, Christmas Eve. Well, this is the fourth Sunday of Advent, technically. Then Christmas Eve is at 4 o'clock this afternoon, technically. So come on back, a service of uh, lessons and carols and music. And uh, it's a silent night, is it not? It is holy. And I, I also want to say thank you. So many people that have, I mean, look at this. Uh, thank you to so many folks in the worship team at so many different levels, right, who have done an amazing job. So there's Len and Chris and Mark and Hannah and all the musicians and singers. And our best choir here at PPC is you. Yeah? Thanks for four of you clapping. You're the best choir we've got, too. Uh, so that was the point. There's a commercial that, uh, actually, let me back up for a second. So our home this week is a walking germ ball. So what that means is you approach our door in great peril, okay? Uh, and one of the things that happens when we're all not feeling well is we find the time to actually slow down and watch a little bit of television, and we get sucked into these weird TV shows. And one of the shows that we watched, I'm wondering, as I clicked on it, and that's about the only energy I had, I wondered, would there be anything worth seeing in this show? And it was, some of you may have seen it, actually. It was a show on the 12 best commercials around the world of Chris, during Christmas. Anybody see this show? Don't raise your hands. Don't incriminate yourself. So we get sucked into this TV show, but there's one commercial that captured my imagination. It went something like this. And I, I think it might have been Walmart had a commercial that did not appear on television. It went on the Internet. And they brought in people who were adults to sit with a hypnotist. And the hypnotist hypnotized these guests and had them imagine what their favorite gift was as a child, go back to that age, and reenact it. And they filmed this, right? So they show these adults acting like they were when they were, you know, eight years old. One person, I can't even remember what they got, a drum set is the one that was most prevalent in my mind. Another one might have been a special doll. Uh, and they were all 35, 40 years old acting like a child, receiving that special gift. Do you get the scene? Then he brings them back, and then they videotape this whole thing. Then he uh, carefully brings them back to the couch. And I never quite get this stuff, actually. And he says, okay, you're going to wake up and you're going to remember nothing. Right? So they do. And then he shows each of them this video of them as a child. And it's, it's amazing to watch these grown people crying as they see themselves reliving getting that special gift that they had received as a child. So I want to ask you a question this morning. Remember what that special gift was for you? Remember it? Some of us have to brush the cobwebs off. Can't remember last year, let alone that many years ago. I have one. Actually, it was the same Christmas. I, I could still see the picture that was taken of me 
And I got a jog joy, a red jog joy warm-up suit and red hockey gloves, uh, CCM hockey gloves, because that was the color of our high school Barrington Bronco hockey team. And I was pumped. The smile on my face said it all. And I can remember looking at my dad running around our, our living room as a family uh, with my new Jog Joy suit on and my hockey gloves on. And, of course, I'm the oldest. My younger brothers didn't get stuff like that. So, you know, a good fight always breaks out in a hockey game. And the, even the best part of this was there was just enough ice, about an inch and a half on the ice on our cove where we would skate. And I can remember asking my dad, Dad, can I go skate later? And he's like, yeah, as long as the ice is safe. I said, oh, yeah, Dad, the ice is safe. It's open water in the middle of the lake, but in the cove where we go, it's an inch and a half thick. So we got this, and I was able to go skating, and I'll never, ever forget that Christmas. But as I thought about that show, and I even thought about that personal memory that I had, I thought uh, about, it was probably 10 years later. It really was about 10 years later. I was 18 years old. The very first time uh, I made a decision to follow Christ in my life, and I can remember being in a Bible study with a bunch of guys on my floor at uh, Bethel University having a Bible study, and it just made sense. And I surrendered my life to Christ that night. And I can remember as I watched this commercial and remembering that great Christmas for me, it still didn't compare to that 18-year-old young man that said yes to Christ. Still didn't compare. Now, I got to tell you, that Jog Joy warm-up suit and those hockey gloves were pretty cool. But it didn't hold any one of these candles. There should be four lit, by the way. To allow Christ to come into my life, you know, as Savior and Lord. And this Advent season, we've been talking about making bridges, and perhaps the greatest thing about making bridges is just the simple utilitarian reason to have a bridge, to get to the other side, right? A bridge is there to get you across something, to get from one end of where the land stops, perhaps, to the other side where it picks up again. So a really good bridge gets you from point A to point B. And we've been talking about Jesus being the bridge of Advent. <laughs> yeah. And so on this fourth Sunday of Advent, as great as gifts are, there's no greater gift than going from life without Christ to life in and with Jesus Christ. But you got to cross the bridge. You got to put one foot in front of the other and just traverse that bridge and let Jesus take you by the hand and move you across. It's just that simple. I'm speaking to Presbyterians. I know we get this. And yet, or however, you know, for me, over probably almost 50, 45, 50 years later, I still get stuck on this side of the bridge. Do you? I mean, we do. We get stuck on this side of the bridge. We forget all those great things that we're always supposed to remember. Remember? 
We forget about how great it is to get that most special gift. And seeing the eyes of these grown adults relive that moment, it brought tears to their eyes. And I'm not going to lie, it didn't trickle down my cheeks, but it did get to the corners. And I thought, yeah, wouldn't it be really cool to have that kind of Christmas again? Where I could act like I was a seven-year-old? Alfredo does that every day. (laughs) Good for him, man. Right? But there's a little bit of curmudgeon-y person in all of us. There's a little bit of atheist in all of us. There's a little bit of cynic in all of us. There's a little bit of I'm stuck on the wrong side of the bridge in every single one of us, am I right? Trust me, I'm looking at you. (laughs) But on the far side of this complexity right here that we call adulting, and adulting is a good word. I'm still trying to get three children to learn how to adult. So adulting is a good word, but on this side of the bridge, sometimes we get a little bit, well, Scrooge-ish. And yet the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ on this fourth Sunday in Advent is very simply, Jesus Christ is the bridge that takes us from here to there. It takes us from no God to God. It takes us from agnostic, which is I believe in God, but I act like God doesn't really exist, to full life in Christ. It takes us from cynicism to compassion. It takes us from Jesus and or from death to life, from no God to God, from no Jesus to Jesus. From no Holy Spirit to Holy Spirit, and we walked that bridge because Jesus Christ, Emmanuel, was born tonight. Oh, silent night. Oh, holy night. Psalm 96 is a great psalm because when you get to the other side of the bridge, friends, what do you do when you get over here? I heard it. Was that you, Phil? It had to be Phil. I'm going to call you Mr. Celebrate. When you get to the other side of the bridge, you celebrate. You put a smile on your face. And it's a good day. Remember a few weeks ago I told you when we were kids, uh, we had these, we always had the latest station wagon. And... uh, Best station wagon we had as kids was, and they don't make them anymore. I think they're, well, they've got to be illegal. You'd have, you had your front seat, then you had the middle seat, and we had three boys. That's not adequate. You, that's just all-star wrestling asking for it. But in the way back, they had this cargo space, and if you were really lucky and got the really, really nice station wagon, they had some kind of seats that opened up and you could look at each other, which is all-star wrestling also. However, you can split each other apart. And that, you know, that's what we did. And we would play this game, as I mentioned. We would hold our breath until we got to the other side of the bridge. And when we got to the other side of the bridge, we could breathe again and we celebrated. We had fun. We enjoyed ourselves. And our parents were happy because we were not punching each other. Well, that, that never happened in your house, did it? No, yeah. 
when we get to that other side, we say, yeah, it's a celebration. And that's what Psalm 96 is. When we get to the other side, we celebrate. So let's dig into this text, because I'm going to go really quick now. And this is a fun text. This is, a, this is a birth announcement and a celebration. This is a we made it to the other side, and only the Messiah, only Emmanuel, only Jesus Christ can help us navigate from one side to the other. And we can all celebrate more faithfully and fully this Christmas if we just do two simple things. Just two. See, I backed off of four or five or three. All I want you to remember today is two things. First thing I want you to remember in celebrating over the next week is to just listen to all people celebrate. All the different ways people celebrate. When they get to the other side of the bridge, just listen for the languages that are used, the phrases that are proclaimed, the smiles on the face, the gifts that are exchanged, the, the traditions that are unveiled. Look, just look and listen to all the different ways people celebrate the miraculous arrival of Emmanuel. And it's quite a cultural buffet. So check out Psalm 96. Sing to the Lord a new song. Listen to this, a new song. Not an old death dirge, but a new song. A song no one's ever sung before. And sing it to the Lord. And you gotta follow me on this. All the earth, all of us, every nook and cranny, not just certain time zones, not just certain ethnicities, not just those who can do certain things with their voices, all of the earth, verse 2, sing to the Lord, praise God's name. Proclaim his salvation day after day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous deeds among all people. For great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. He is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the nations are idols, but the Lord made the heavens and listen to this fourfold. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and glory are in his sanctuary. This is one serious birth announcement. This is a no holds barred, hold nothing back. This is the highest bar that can be set for a birth announcement. Because God has built a bridge to humankind and through Jesus Christ. That's some serious good news, man. Amen? Notice a few key phrases. All the earth. All the nations. The nations. Notice the totality in here. Spread this splendor and majesty and strength and glory. Listen to the way people celebrate. In every single time zone, it's already begun. Different sounds, different words, different languages, different ethnicities. Softly, silently, and very, very loud. It's all acceptable and okay because the diversity of God is that magnificent. What an amazing celebration. We get pretty hung up in our... Anglo world because we think silence is more holy, but man, when you read the scriptures, it gets super loud. And if you think I'm joking, we're going to read the rest of the same psalm. So the first thing I want you to do this week as you consider what it looks like to celebrate, 
when you get to the other side is just simply do this. Listen to the way all people celebrate. Just listen. Just check it out. Just notice what you notice and let a smile come on your face. And thank you so much, Alfredo, for telling us that 90 million people have come to Christ because of the ministry of, what'd you call it again? Pikusa. Pikusa. All right. Pikusa. <clears throat> I'm losing my voice. I'll do the best I can. Second thing I want you to do, ready? Notice the way creation celebrates. This gets fun. Notice the way creation, the cosmos, celebrates. Check out the psalm. Ascribe to the Lord, O families of nations. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory that's due his name. Bring an offering. By the way, we take offerings here. We still do. There's plates in the back. You can send it in in any way, shape, or form, and we would be grateful, and the more zeros, the better. That's not a part of the message, but it just came to me. It's in the text. Verse 9, worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. Here, here it's starting to come now. Tremble before him, all the earth. Tremble. Allow yourselves to tremble before the holiness of the king of kings. Now, I know that this is strange because in our culture today, we have a hard time trying to figure out what to do with things like kings. We don't like kings. We don't. <laughs> we barely like presidents. We don't. There's so much scorn with authority, and yet there's this notion of the king of kings and lord of lords, and the biblical language is stock full of it. But yet we're called to tremble before this ultimate being. Say among the nations, the Lord reigns. The world is firmly established. It cannot be moved. He will judge the people with equity. Here it is. Check this out. Let the heavens rejoice. What? The cosmos, the heavens, as far as far goes. Let the earth be glad. Did you hear that? The earth even celebrates. The earth smiles. The earth says, yes, Emmanuel has come. The cosmos even goes crazy. It's that disruptive. It's that cosmological. It's that total and complete celebration. It's not just you and me with a smile on the corner of our eye, although that's a huge miracle in and of itself. Thank you. I do write my own comedy. <clears throat> Apparently, I need some new writing. If any of you would like to help, please see me afterwards. Don't. I'm, <laughs> Alfredo's good at comedy, actually. But the, the heavens rejoice, friends. The earth is even glad. Did you see that? The earth is glad. The sea, the sea resounds, and all that is in it. And not just the heavens and the earth and the sea, the fields are jubilant and everything in them. 
It was so lovely last spring because we had the long uh, winter with lots of rain, Seattle-like rain, actually. And the wildflowers were fabulous. Anybody take a walk last spring uh, anywhere beautiful where there were wildflowers? Right? Put that image in your mind right now. That's the celebration of the fields because of, of Emmanuel. Because of Emmanuel. Even the fields are happy. The fields bloom and rejoice. The fields say, yes, come, Lord Jesus, come. And the psalmist, the poet's not done there with this musical journey through celebration. Then all the trees of the forest will sing for joy. Even the forests sing. Even the trees have you ever been out in, uh, in the forest when it's been really windy with a lot of pine trees? You know that sound? I don't know who makes the sound. The sound that's made when the wind goes through the pine needles. Can't you hear it? That's the forest celebrating Emmanuel. Because even the forest will sing for joy. And they'll sing before the Lord. For the Lord comes. The Lord comes to judge all the earth. And he will judge the world in righteousness. And all the peoples in his truth. I know today is just a silent night. I get that. I know the fourth Sunday of Advent is the celebration that we enter into when we actually get to the other side of the bridge. And I know that at 4 o'clock this afternoon, at least when this church gathers, and I hope to see many of you here, it will be a silent night. It will be a holy night. But tomorrow morning, tomorrow morning, it will be joy to the world. Joy to the world. And all the people are going to celebrate. And all the creation will bust out in a very loud cosmological choir. And we'll be able to see it everywhere we go. Because the God of the universe is a God of reconciliation. And he risked it all by becoming a human in Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Man, woman, sorry, that was wrong. Everyone, friends, to be able to receive Christmas <laughs> through the eyes of a child, to celebrate as human beings, and to enter into the celebration of all creation. Tonight, it's silent night, holy night. The silent sounds of holiness and contemplation break only through the cries of a woman in childbirth and labor. And yet tomorrow, tomorrow, all people in all places, the heavens and the earth, the seas, the fields, the mountains, the trees and the wildflowers, 
even the birds of the air, will shout their joys of celebration to King of, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, Emmanuel, God with us, Christ the Lord.